This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Sure, just awesome to worship together, uh, family and friends. And uh, just to say, hey, we are the church. Let's be the church. It's not just an event uh, on a Sunday, but as we had uh, 140 uh, just Zoom faces, up to 250 that joined this week on our leadership um, Zoom. It was just so amazing. We had so much fun. <clears throat> but to know that the church is moving and we're out there, everyone. So welcome uh, this morning uh, to our service and where we can share the word with each other. And we just love you. We miss you. Uh, we trust that it's going well with your soul. Um, and I want to talk about a time to render our hearts. A time to render our hearts. And uh, let me pray for us as we spend time around the Word of God. So, Father, I want to thank you for this time together. I want to thank you for everyone that zooms in, that's, Lord, on the internet. <clears throat> Lord, our hearts are knitted together because of the Holy Spirit. And we want to thank you for the power of your Word. Lord, your Word that renews, transforms, inspires us, Lord. And we just bless you for your faithfulness and your goodness. And, Lord, that we can truly say, Lord, you are building your church. And we bless you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I want to read here in Joel, in Joel chapter 2, verse 1 to 13, uh, a picture of the army of God. It's a prophetic picture that Joel had, and it is so amazing uh, what he says. He says in verse 1, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the morning clouds spread over the mountains, a people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them. Even for many successive generations, a fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like swift steed, so they run. And in verse 5, with the noise, like chariots over mountain tops, they leap, like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. Before them, the people writhe in pain. All faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches his own column. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter at the windows like a thief. Verse 10, the earthquakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for strong is the one who executes his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and he relents from doing harm so we see this picture of the army of god marching and uh, it's a terrible day you know we should not be afraid of the virus we must more have the fear of god in our lives uh, the day of judgment the day of the army of god because the heavenlies are very active at the moment but it says here it sort of gives us a choice <laughs> yeah at the end you know it says the lord the day of the lord is great but verse 12 it says now therefore says the lord turn to me with all your heart with fasting with weeping and with mourning 
So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and He relents from doing harm. You know, God has not intended for evil. God, God doesn't want to do us harm. But He says there's a condition, yeah, a condition to, uh, for us to understand the mercy of God, to understand that God is gracious, that He's that slow to anger, He's of great kindness, is when you and I turn to him it's when we return to him and it it uses this phrase it says turn to me with all your heart and then in verse 13 surrender your heart and not your garments you know we especially in this lockdown down time it is so easy in your head to begin to scheme to make plans you know how how are we going to do these things how are things uh to just get locked up in your brain about a lot of uh things you can do and you know uh, sort of to escape into man's own scheming and and this is this picture and this is the thought i want to share with us today is that when we return with all of our hearts to god ah we, we're going to discover he is gracious he's full of grace he's slow to anger god doesn't want to punish us through what's happening around us but god wants to do something in our hearts but when we return not at 10%, not at 20%. It says, return to me with all of your heart. You know, for especially for us in the West, uh, there's so many rumors going around, conspiracy theories, so many stuff. People are getting angry. They're getting frustrated. But this is an opportunity for the people of God to turn back to Him. And But let's do it with all of our hearts. And, and so the challenge is, uh, God wants us to return, not because He's selfish, or because he's got anger issues, or because hey, he's, he's not kind. He knows that the best thing for you and I is to return to him. Listen to this in Numbers chapter 32, verse 11. It says, None of the men who came from Egypt from 20 years old and upwards shall see the land which I saw to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, for they did not follow me fully. It means wholeheartedly. You know, they were divided. They were double-minded. In James, it says that if you're double-minded, you know, about, am I in the kingdom? Am I going to follow God or am I not? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and he can receive nothing from the Lord. The Lord wants us to have a heart set on him. And that's why there's a confidence when we follow him. But there's a lot of people that want to argue with worldly things. And this is why this prophecy in Joel is so prophetic. But it's God raising up an army. It's an army that doesn't break ranks. Each one knows its place. And it's a beautiful picture of the church and of the heavenly armies. And so there were two people in the Old Testament that knew this and that did go through to the promised land. But let's look at their lives. And I want to specifically look at Caleb. Because Caleb and Joshua were part of the spies that were sent into the land to check it out. Everyone else in the land saw the they had so much fear they when they came back the other spies actually they said we are like grasshoppers in the eyes of these mighty giants and all these people but two of them saw a land flowing with milk and honey it's amazing that 12 people uh, can go into the same place but then certain see something and others see something else it's all about your perspective and your expectation and your faith how do you see this and that's the challenge listen to this in numbers chapter 14 verse 24 but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, the same concept, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit. So something was different in Caleb's spirit. 
Joshua had the same. Listen to this in Deuteronomy 1 verse 36. Except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Je- Je- okay, just to make it a bit with a French accent, he shall see it. And to him and his children, I'm giving the land on which he walked because he wholly followed the Lord. The, the, the concept in the Old Testament is to have uh, a circumcised heart. You know, it's to wholly follow God. And we're going to talk about how do we do that. Rend your heart and not your garment. Because it's easy to bring all the stuff to God. It's easy to bring your garment, throw it before the Lord and say, Oh Lord, this or this or this. But when you wholeheartedly run into the Lord, when you say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm clueless. And we're going to talk about how we do that. But the first thing. And the first point is to learn to cry out to God. You know, the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, talks a lot about that. It says that the people of God cried out to God and God heard their cries. Listen to this in Psalm 34, verse 3 to 6. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, seek the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out. He's talking about himself. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The Lord is hearing the cry of his people. But you have to learn to cry out. You have to bring everything. Don't hold back. Don't pretend. (laughs) Don't say, oh Lord, 10% I'm going to give to you. And that means the second thing, if we want to wholeheartedly follow God, it means, hey, it's 100%. The Lord has committed 100% to us. And so he gives us grace to return. To 100% be able to give our hearts to Him. Not, not little bits here, not little bits there. And this is the opportunity, especially for the church in the West, to consider our ways. To consider whether we are just following a comfortable God or whether He's Lord of our lives. You know, and so listen to this, <clears throat> just when we talk about vulnerability. You know, we struggle with vulnerability. We struggle to be real with God and with other people because we have this mentality that we want to fix ourselves. So what does the world do when they they need to become vulnerable? They they numb it out, you know. So so it's easy even for us as the church, as the people of God, to just numb out uh, the issues that the challenges in our lives, you know, doing this, knowing our father series has challenged me so much because I realized like, ah, you know, I'm still a work in progress. As I was preparing for it, we have almost 500 people doing it. And uh, later in June, we're going to do it again. A lot of these courses and schools that we present, <clears throat> but it's so easy just out the some people go to drinking, some people go to binge watching, you know, they don't want to face the loneliness. They don't want to be real about it. So we quickly we, we keep ourselves busy we just you know we were busy at work now we're busy with other things and now we suddenly but but we use it as an excuse because hey we have all of us have these little escapisms we numb out the stuff or we go just in denial we just say hey no no there is no problems yeah or we pretend oh we're so good at pretending uh you know we look at on facebook or instagram People are always putting the best foot in front. And then when I talk to most people, they say like, no, it's miserable. They're so frustrated. They're just like trying to, you know, wish it out. And I say, hey, this is an opportunity to render your heart. And and part of that render is the word surrender, is to completely surrender in humility, to completely bring your heart, you know. And, and we struggle with that. We struggle to be real and honest. You know, because we're like, we're like good Christians. We just say like, how are you, brother? 
blessed, you know. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, blessed brother, you know, the Lord is good all the time. I said, but, but your circumstances, you've just lost your job, you know, and you're fighting with your wife. But now, no, it's not so good. Just be real. Say, hey, I'm struggling. I'm not coping. It's so important that we become real with God. And that's why God loved David. He loved Caleb and Joshua because they rendered their heart. They followed God fully and they made lots of mistakes. So some of us must have grace with ourselves. We're too hard on ourselves. We're too tough, you know, because yes, God is perfect, but you will never be perfect except when you meet Jesus. Then you're going to be perfect. So we need to learn to trust because part of our vulnerability before him and our realness is to trust him, to surrender because he is good, because he is faithful. That's a song we sang right at the end, you know, the Lord's faithfulness, that beautiful for him yeah god is faithful but let's learn to be vulnerable not let's not try to fix ourselves and then go to god we'll try to fix ourselves and then go to our friends because that's normally what we do you know you say like oh yeah i'm working through this no no open up your heart with people that you can trust in your small group in your life just say hey send them a whatsapp you know i've been on some groups with doing the our father and it's just amazing you know when people just start to open up and say hey really i struggle it's not going well with me and so please share that with us share that with your small group leader share that with people around you don't get boxed in or isolated because then you're going to be set up in a fence and that we're going to talk about that a little bit so as we surrender our hearts there's another thing and this is uh to let go of our idols you know ephesians 5 verse 15 to 7 it says see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise verse 16 of ephesians chapter 5 redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is as you surrender your heart to the lord oh a lot of yucky stuff is going to come out a lot of idols are going to be exposed stuff that we hold on to stuff that we find you know our identity in you know it can be a school it can be your work it can be uh, the places you're traveling it can it, it's sometimes not bad stuff it's not necessarily sin but you the idols in our hearts are sometimes much bigger than the idols in india <laughs> because in india when you walk there you know you, every corner there's some sort of god that's being worshipped you know some sort of um statue they have millions of gods you know just wreck the thing and then it's a god you know you people are gods cows are gods people are worshiping everything but there you can see the idols millions of people go to them but the challenge is if that idol is in your heart and what is an idol is something that you place above the lord jesus christ yeah your ambitions your <laughs> fears your it can be good or bad stuff and it's not necessarily sin but it keeps you so occupied and that is the challenge that's why caleb had a different spirit because he was focused on the lord and we're gonna we're gonna read about that a little bit later but we have to go let go of our idols and idols can be small it can be huge we make vows to those idols you know sometimes we find our identity and we become dependent on the things we do or the things we have and this is a time where god is shaking a little bit He's, and 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 expect that some idols will come and and you'll be faced with some ugly things in your heart but 
that's where you need to come to the Lord because he's faithful. And, and David, that's why I love reading the Psalms. Because, you know, David knew this place to surrender. He says, Lord, in you I trust. You are my rock. You are, you're, the, you're my fortress in which do I run. Lord, I've sinned. Listen and go read Psalm 51. Just how, you know, just after he sinned with Bathsheba, how he turned back to God. He says, Lord, against you and you alone have I sinned. It's true repentance when we turn. And repentance is not an ugly thing. Repentance is to just wholeheartedly throw yourself on to the goodness and the faithfulness of God to return back to him that's a metanoia 180 turn you know first in your heart then in your action then in your direction you know there must be a turn there must be fruits of that repentance because wow it's not that God is a spoil sport because I always thought like that God you're just a spoil sport you just want to take all the fun away but but it doesn't work like that you know and uh, the picture I have is one day one of my children came running in with my glasses and um and my and he the 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 child that bent over the one arm of that glass already and was like uh, gripping it and I realized like whoa if I'm gonna take that glass and just take it out you know it it's gonna break the arm is gonna break off you know um and so I was looking around and I saw a little sweet on the table and I said look yeah here's the sweet yeah <laughs> take the sweet um and then the child says and i said let's do an exchange Let, let's exchange my glass for your and and you know that's what happened and so there was nothing broken i could bend it back but it's because the child saw something else something in their eyes better than what they were gripping and so it's the goodness of god that leads us to repentance but that's why we need to wholly come to him holy surrender listen to this in joshua 14 talking about caleb and joshua our last uh part you know where we strengthen ourselves in our spirit man because this is a time to strengthen yourself this is a time to to look to god and your flesh is going to cry out sometimes you're going to be so challenged the idols are going to come out sometimes frustration you sometimes some days are going to be good sometimes it's going to be bad but listen to this in joshua 14 verse 7 to 14 this is um Talking, Caleb is talking and he says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barney to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. He says, the other people responded in fear and they made people around them afraid. But I didn't do that. Verse 9. So Moses saw, swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And as he, as he said, these 45 years, even since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. So what has happened? Caleb saw the promised land walked around everyone else died and only caleb and joshua got into the promised land just imagine being in the wilderness so much of fear a whole generation dying but something happened because caleb in verse 10 says that i'm now 85 years old and i've walked through the wilderness i've gone all the way but listen to what he says in verse 11 as yet i am as strong this day as on the day that moses sent me just as my strength was then so now is my strength for war both for going out and for coming in verse 12 now therefore give me this mountain of which the lord spoke in that day for you heard in that day how the anakim were there and the cities were great and fortified it may be that the lord will be with me and i shall be able to drive them out as the lord said and joshua blessed him and gave him 
gave Hebron to Caleb the son of Jezufonah as an inheritance. And Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of the same French guy, the Kinezite to this day, because they, he followed the Lord God. He wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Such a beautiful spirit. And I want to say to you that God wants to do the same. He can preserve your spirit. I've seen it sometimes. You come, there was this old uh, grandfather and grandmother <coughs> one day that I met. You know, they were 80 years old and they were so excited. I said, why are you so excited? They said, because the Lord just told us we can go and plant another church in Zambia. And I said, lay hands on me because I want to be like you when I'm 80 years old. You know, uh, just full of strength. And this is what Caleb had. Caleb had a different spirit because he wholly followed the Lord. So the invitation today is for us to wholly follow God. How can we do that? Well, you can't do it in your own strength. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to learn to surrender. You need to cry out to God. Be real. Be honest. Sometimes I say to the Lord, Lord, I, I don't want to be a pastor. I'm, I'm just, this is just this. Lord, where do I resign? And, and it happens quite often. And then Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you. And then I tap into his grace because his grace is sufficient. He is faithful. It's his calling. It's not my calling. It's not because I'm smart or anything. I think like, Lord, maybe I'm the fourth guy that's doing what I'm doing right now. But it's, I'm so passionate because I've seen God's faithfulness over the last 30 years. And he will be faithful in your life. He's faithful in my life. So don't lose focus now. Don't be like the other spies. Be like Caleb. Say, Holy Spirit, renew a spirit within me. Give me a heart, a soft heart. You know, protect your heart. Guard your heart above all things. Worship the Lord. Put on the worship music. Get into that space where you see how big and how great God is. You know, and if you've lost that, I want to pray for you today that you'll return to your first love, that you'll render your heart, not your garments. Don't be religious with the Lord. Be real. Be authentic. Be real about the struggles that you're going through and He will heal you. He will show you who He is. He will show you the promised land again and you'll be healed. And then repent of those idols. Let them go so that He can take control. So let me pray for you today. I really feel there's some people that need to be set free. Some people that are trapped in their circumstances. But this is an opportunity to come to the Lord. And I'm going to pray for that Caleb spirit to arise in us. So Father, I want to thank you that we can be together this morning, Lord, in this beautiful place, this beautiful view. Lord, the mountains surround Jerusalem. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so you surround your people. Lord, even as the trees of the field clap their hands, they dance, they leap like deer before you, the mountains. Lord, we want to thank you as we hear in nature today. So, Lord, you are with your people. And I want to thank you for the testimony of your goodness and your faithfulness. And I pray that people's spiritual eyes will open up. Lord, I break every lie of the devil. Break every, Lord, thing that wants to steal people's spirit, Lord. Take away, Lord, of what you've put inside of them. And today I say, no, Lord. Take authority over it because, Jesus, you died so that we can enter into the promised land. And that starts with your presence, starts with your life. Lord, we give you our hearts. Lord, I pray for ability to trust, to surrender, where people have been hurt in families and relationships, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Heal our land as we render our hearts, as we return to you, as we repent and see how good you are. Lord, slow to anger. Lord, raise up an army in this time. Lord, raise up an army in this time that will march and each one, Lord, will blow the trumpet will declare who you are. Lord, this is the time for the church to arise. And we want to thank you for that. And we can be part of that. I pray for every individual and family that needs healing and deliverance and salvation. And today we say yes to that, Lord, as we respond to your call on our lives. We say, Lord, we've put our hands to the plow. We're not going to look back. We're not going to settle for second best. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.
Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.